You as a mass group of people are being misled by a catchy slogan, thinking that it, it makes financial numerical sense. Marry the house, date the rate, bullshit. Welcome to The Remix, the video podcast that keeps you in the mix of everything real estate. I'm Noelle Freyson and... And I'm Eric Anderson and we are so excited to have you here today. We're going to talk about marriage. Marriage. Remember The Princess Bride? Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. You don't remember? Okay, forget I it. vaguely remember, but we're not going to talk about that type of marriage. We're going to talk about marrying the house and dating the rate, right? So marrying your forever property and dating your potentially not forever interest rate. So it's super right. exciting topic. It's it's very uh, important to understand this today, especially because the rates are out of control. And um, we're going to talk about it. So as always, we have our power panel. And today we have Nima Ameri. He is our legal eagle. He's the managing partner of Ameri Law Firm. Nima. I'm, I'm trying to Google what idiot said, marry the house, date the rate. <laughs> You it doesn't matter credit. who it started. No, I, I want to rip that idiot apart. So I just need to know who's going to get the brunt of my anger. It does make sense to me. Don't don't admit that online. Why? Because then people are going to be like, oh, no. Wow. <laughs> no. So, OK, let me just throw this out here. Let me let me start off by saying I'm going to try to catch it. <laughs> that we all know you guys all know if you've watched the podcast, you know that I just bought a house. David and I bought a house. We we bought it. We locked in our rate right after the <coughs> second, either the first or the second Fed hike. Right. Right. So we missed we missed the gold time. We missed the time where we were going with the two percent, you know, two point five percent interest rates. Um, but we can afford it. So what was hopefully. your what's your rate? Oh, six point something. Okay, so I can one up you on that. I just closed on a house mm -hmm. thirty days ago. And my interest rate was eight and a quarter. Whoa. Whoa. Holy smack. None of this has to do with marrying the house state the rate. Gosh, it does all. It all it does. does. And Nima was like, don't buy that house. The interest rates are ridiculous and the price is going to go down. That's a whole nother discussion. But why was I not afraid to buy that house? It's because I knew that I would be able to change my interest rate. That rate worked for me at the time with the situation that I was in. Nope. It did. Nope. And it did. Nope. <laughs> not not the way it worked for you. Your statement is wrong. What do you mean? It didn't work for me. I wasn't excited about no, it. But it no, 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 no. It got me where I needed to but go. I, I love my house. I, I was I wasn't I worried about the rate because I knew I needed to get this property. And remember, loan program. This saying is so frustrating. Right. Nah. I, you're gonna have your chance. But in any event, I bought the house anyway. I have an eight and a quarter interest rate. I'm currently in the process of refinancing. Really? So quickly? Really? So quickly, yeah. Which so is this is this is why he said that. Because he's in a vacuum. He's in a unique opportunity where he's probably the only person who bought something way above what the current interest rate is. So of course he'll refinance immediately to a lower rate. Uh, not because rates fell. His example I is not I didn't say that rates fell. Exactly. His example is not an accurate this, reflection this, of the this same. It's about how you can make decisions based on what property you want to buy and if you have an opportunity and as long as you can make those payments the rate doesn't matter long term because you can usually change it or i can usually change it i'm gonna so disclaim that i love these two people next to me <laughs> and what i'm about to do to them is unfair to them their souls their grandkids souls who Wait, watch this youtube <laughs> six, six point something i forget but 
The f- fact of the matter is, is even if it was higher, as long as we could afford it, I would have gotten that house. I love my house. I am in love with my house. I wake up every morning, I go and I look at my pond with our swans, and I think I am so blessed to live in Your this Your swans house. have names, don't they? Swan, Pablo, and Rosie. But, but none of that... None of okay. that matters. No, no, no. You got, Why doesn't it matter? Why? Because that I'm happy. All right. Do we have something I can throw at the wall? Because that's basically everyone, everyone's argument here, right? Guys, marry the house, date the rate is a financial slogan. It has nothing to do with whether you love the house, whether you care that you're overpaying. None of that matters to what the slogan is. You made a decision. You love your house. You don't give a shit about the rate. So you're just going to buy it because that was a personal decision for you. Marry the house, date the rate is a bullshit, nonsensical slogan. A bunch of real estate agents who are shit out of work coming into the future and a bunch of mortgage brokers who are also shit out of work are trying to sell you a bag of shit. Now, you can delete the SHIT word as much as you want, but the reality reality is none of these people have any concept of math, right? Marry the house, date the rate is so stupid. And for me to try to simplify it actually takes a lot of brain power. Like if it was a good argument, I would easily be able to explain to you. But in order to explain to you why marry the house and date the rate is stupid, I have to literally explain the entire details of economics and it's much more work because it's a catchy slogan and it it's oversimplifies something so complicated. Let's break it down. Let's break what down is, why. What is hard about it? You I, I'm going to tell house. you. He's going to break it down. Okay. I'm breaking okay. it down for break you. Down for us. First off, whether you love or dislike a house is a completely separate thing. First off, most people buy homes for use. You're going to raise your kids in it. There's all these extrinsic factors. So we can't look at everything. We're going to look at marry the house, date the rate in the financial sense of what these people are telling you. They're telling you that the interest rate today doesn't matter in the long run of a 30-year loan. If you like the house, buy it because you could always refinance. That argument is predicated off of multiple sublayers. It's predicated yep. off of the fact that one, you know interest rates are going down, which we do not know. Which you don't know. But two but there there's a there's a cyclical nature to interest rates. Okay. So, so I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I'm gonna be a jerk to both of you today. No, no, no. I'm go, no go, no. Go, go, go. No. All right. What's the cycle? What is the cycle? How many years? So I don't know. Let's see. It's Rates are, in May of 2000, the 30-year fixed rate rose to 8. Forget, forget 2000. And then dropped back down to 6.89. It's 10 years. It that, okay. If the answer to your question, I've and said it on prior podcasts, is Association it's 10 years. of Real, when Realtors you, say that most people stay in their home for about 13 years. Fine. When you break 5%, you then it's, it takes another 10-year cycle before you get sub-2% rates. That's the reality of it. That's the statistic. So on a 30-year mortgage at 10%, that's a third of the life of your mortgage. What you individuals need to understand is that in a mortgage, in a loan, you essentially are front end paying your interest, which means that this higher rate, right? Your front end higher rate is going to be just pure interest. You're not getting a lot of equity. So you're not paying capital. It's sunk loss money. When you refinance, they don't take the balance of your loan in years. You will start from scratch. What does that mean? On a 30-year loan, if you refinance six years in, you're now going to have another 30-year loan starting six years from now, which means those six years of payments went to nothing. You pure interest, high interest payments that are gone, 
You'll never see that money back, and it did not really reduce the the loan on your home. Now you've extended on six years I'm gonna, on. I'm gonna, hold on, let I'm me fine. finish. Now I'm you've gonna, extended six years on your back end as well. All for what? Maybe a one to two to three percent reduction price. Now, also the issue becomes, and where a lot of you are just misunderstood, is 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 buy the house date the rate would imply that the value of your home stays the same and the rate's the only thing that fluctuates. In the upcoming market, you're assuming that the value of your house won't go down. There's metrics that say house prices in certain areas will drop as much as 20%. That means you cannot date the rate. You impregnated the rate, you can't leave her, and you're stuck because you don't have the equity in your home to refinance to a lower rate without coming with money down to close. It is not as simple as saying, marry the house, date the rate, so your agent can make 5%. Guys, it makes no mathematical sense. It doesn't make sense to, okay, to, to, to overpay for right, a house so at the peak of the house market at a higher interest rate, unless you love the house and money doesn't matter. At that steam. point, just say, fuck it, buy it. There's but steam coming out of your head. It's, it's <laughs> not the only place it's coming out of. Right. Nose, ears. All right, so so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna comment on what you just said. I brought a knife. All right. You should know that. So... Everything he said is 100% accurate, okay? Oh, shit. The world however, just ended. However, there's different ways to look at, at investments and life and things and whatever. So when we when we bring up that topic, marry the house, date the rate, it's very general. It's a fun kind of slogan, um, but there's so many factors depending on really what type of investor you are, whether this is a house you're living in, um, we're looking at this mostly as a as a property that we're living in. That's kind of the 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 crux of this here. When I do something, I look at what my cash flow is, and I buy based on my monthly cash flow. So I don't necessarily look at the back end and say, okay, well, I I just bought this house for four hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna have an eight percent rate on it, and I'm dating this rate, so I'm paying all front loaded interest, which is true. So when I go to refinance, and we're going to pretend that you can refinance, we're going to pretend your house value didn't drop for this part of the discussion, you can still refinance. And yes, when it goes down, you're going to have wasted those six years, as Nima said, in, in interest payments. But if you look at, look at it from a cash flow perspective as to accomplishing better than renting and getting yourself in a place that you want to be in, and you're not looking at, looking at it strictly from a... Um, investment angle or not wanting to pay angle, which is which is more of the way Nima looks at things. Um, oh God, Nima's getting ready to do then, math. Then I don't think you'll have a problem. Um, and, and I would be okay doing something like that. But if you're looking at it, let's say this was a potentially a commercial building and um, you were not looking at an, an upswing on that, then you may have more concerns. But so it really depends on what your goals are. And if your goal is to re um, to to get yourself into a place that you want to be in, I have no problem with this. As long as you can make your monthly payments, uh, that's the number one factor. Dead on. But isn't that exactly what I'm saying is that that has not has nothing to do with marry the house, date the rate. That just has, hey, if you can afford it and you want it and it's not a monetary thing, just buy it because it's something that you want. But marry the house, date the rate is a false economic principle being advanced on social media by people who are dumb as shit trying to justify to the world to continue to go into real estate and it's a smart financial decision. I think there's a conspiracy about it. I think they're just saying that, listen, you can refinance later. But Michael wants to know. Michael wants to know when you refi. Um, Michael, you want the smoke? 
<laughs> when, you, when you refile lower, lower mortgage and rate, isn't it because you paid off some of the principal as well? No. You right. paid off some of the principal, right? W M Michael, that question is not only a good question, right, but it is too generic because that depends. If you do it six months from now, no, you've paid off none of the principal. You've just been paying interest. If you do it 20 years from now, yeah, you've paid off a ton of the principal, right? right? But then you're trying to pull money back out to deploy to something else or to use that money in a different category. It's a very different answer. But at that point, you've already prepaid all of your interest and you're, you're, it's still not the most smart financial decision. Now, Noel, I have a really, really interesting thing. You, you brought out a statistic. I love it when you come prepared. You told me most people, and I just correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. I want to make sure I understand it yeah. accurately. You said most people will remain in their house for 10 years. Uh, no, not 13, 13.5. 13.5. Okay. So guys, follow me here, right? Follow me. Marry the house, date the rate. Usually married longer or date longer? Hopefully you want to be married longer. Hopefully. But right? Who knows? Right? Marry the house, date the rate. Marriage, mortgage, 30 years. Right? Mm -hmm. Date is what? Interest rates. Okay. So look at it. Marry the house, date the rate. You only live in the house for 10 years, but your interest rate's 35, 30, 25, 30. So why not marry the rate, date the house? Right? You're going to be with you're going to be with the rate longer. You because, can't do that. Yeah. After after a while you're going to want to go to a different house. But Life changes, you you exactly. your kid, uh, empty nesters, you want to move to something smaller, you want to move to something bigger, you have more kids. That's why kids. you leave in 10 13 years. Well, not That's why does. the soul gain is bullshit because the rate is longer. It's 30 years. One would think you marry the rate cuz you're in it longer and you date the house because you're in it shorter because that's how marriage and dating works. And what's exciting about this whole discussion is everybody here is correct. There are so many different ways to look at this. It's really based on what your goals are, what your plans are. Do you have kids that you want to bring into a certain town and you need to be in there? And if the rates are where they are today and you need to get into that town because your kid is entering first grade, then you have to do it. I'm, I mean, I'm only saying my example only pertains to those people who are trying to convince the the social media world with a catchy, yeah. stupid slogan that it is financially intelligent to follow a concept that interest rates don't matter, marry the house, date the rate. If you want to live in that house, it, you know what? The rate is what the rate is at the time you want to buy. It, that's, yes. that's, that's life. You, know, you don't have a time machine. You can't go forward, you can't go backwards. Mm -hmm. If you need something, you have to pay the cost of that product of that day. It is what it is. It is but it is. on a long-term economic analysis, you as a mass group of people are being misled by a catchy slogan, thinking that it, it makes financial numerical sense. Marry the house, date the rate. Bullshit. That doesn't make sense. You do not marry the house and date the rate. It does not make mathematical sense. And guess what? Most people posting that are a bunch of real estate agents who need you to buy, because guess what? They can't eat without your purchase. Yes. When we're talking to real estate agents, a lot of them out there. So Fine. how, how do we help your them? People. But two, I just want to let you know that Michael said that uh, you're smart as hell. Michael, you are making his head even bigger. Let's not possible. Not do that. I already cracked I my skull. I was like, who's smart as hell? He was like, Nima. <laughs> Michael. At the end of the day, you want that real estate agent who's going to be real with you, who's going to tell you this is what it costs. If you like it, it's worth it. Not someone who's going to go say, oh, bid over ask or pay full price because marry the house, date the rate. You can always refinance. It'll make sense later. No. Well, no one's saying here to, to bid over ask or full price. In general, right? right. Then the notion of marry the house, date the rate, please do not tell any of your people that because when they're stuck, 
So what should they be telling their people? They so should, let's say that- Can you afford this house? Do you, are you have a pre-approval? Right. For the next 30 years, can you pay this mortgage at the current interest rate? If you can and you like the house, this can be your new home welcome. Yes, and that's what I said. It's all about your cash flow. And if you can pay for it, go ahead and do it. Do not- but don't be afraid of a higher interest rate if you're in a good position and you can pay that amount because then you're set. If nothing changes, you're set. That doesn't mean that you can't refinance down the road if all the stars align. That, but that is that is a, if it happens, why not? But do not make your decision off of what will happen in the future because you don't know. Guys, inflation Correct. can just go completely yeah. rampant. Yeah. Yes. Russia can use a nuclear weapon. Interest rates can hit 18% and the economy can hit shit for next seven years. You don't know. Maybe next year, the politics changes, interest rates drop. You don't know. All you know is today. Hard facts, hard data. This is what your rate will be today. Can you afford it? Do not it's, buy yes. something thinking that you can afford it later or it'll make better financial sense in the future. Nothing gets better in the future, right? And if it does... You don't know that today. That's what, that's like if you lose money or you miss a good investment, you don't think, oh shit, if I bought Amazon when I was seven years old, I'd be a billionaire right now. Sure. Like, no, you There's don't no know then. To that because thing. you don't know the past and you don't know the future. Marry the house, date the rate is BS. So Christina's a loan officer. And uh, she said that she says exactly what you just said, what you're both, what you both are saying. Look at your numbers, look at your cash flow, see if you can afford it. And if you can't afford it and you, you want it, then go for it. Can, Don't care about can, the can I can I can I tell you even no. in that I'm in the I'm in the mentality right now where guys don't even look if you can afford it today, right? I'll Facebook just laid off like 40% of its workforce. The guys, tech was a driving force of our economy for over a decade. Tech is done, right? That that whole notion of that industry was where we were leading the world in employment, in high-level, high-educated, computer science-based employment. People were coming in on business visa. It was a driving force in our economy. We're not manufacturing. We're not really doing that anymore. We're a service industry. Services become so expensive with the rise in- so Wait, what are you saying? You say don't look at your, if you can afford it or not. Are you saying honestly, right now, I'm telling you guys, if you work nine to five, if you don't own your own business, mm -hmm. right? And you're a nine to five person and mm -hmm. you have a set salary- then don't buy? I would sit it out. I would but sit you it know out. What, no, what if you, you lost? Just, you have to. You have to live. You have to know your career. You have to know what your future holds. Hold. You can't put Look, your life on hold because your life isn't. Can I ask you a question? So you could put your life on hold, okay. and his he's ultra conservative okay. in this respect because he wants, an acon to me now. <laughs> he, he wants to make sure that he doesn't mislead people in the wrong direction, and I and I agree with you hundred percent. Do you think I'm conservative? I think you're conservative when you're giving others advice. I don't think you're conservative on your own level. No, I'm so reckless, people. And but but he also knows who he is and he knows what he can do. Just like I know what I can do. So for me to go out and buy a house at eight and a quarter, I know that I'm going to get through that and I have no issues. So you I also, do it. You also okay? knew that you had a lower rate right out the gate. So when you did that, did I know? I didn't a hundred percent know. I felt that I would get that lower rate out of the gate. Eric, you are a very bankable person. So you don't, people like you are not, you're not 90, you're, there's literally, you're more bankable than I am. There's 99.5% of the population does not have access to money the way you do. That's Understood. And sitting here next to each other, you are more bankable than I am. And, and, and that may or may not be the case. But what I'm saying is I educated myself and that's why we're here today to educate and give opinions on what you can and shouldn't do and, and understand that for me, it's all based on the cash flow. Eric and I have a mutual friend. He bought a house, it's like a $6 million house. He overpaid by $1 million, right? And he told us, I'm overpaying by $1 million. And we're like, why would you do that stupid? He goes, I don't give a shit, right? Why? And this guy's a money guy. 
He hopefully will have him on the podcast. He's all about finances. Tim numbers, it's all details. His his concept, his purpose was because there's use to it. My kids will live in it. They'll go to a mm-hmm. school I want. He had use, and that yeah. use cost him money. He yes. understood and acknowledged that he is losing money, but he's spending it on a specific use of life. That is okay. Guys, you can buy a house knowing you're you're not getting a good deal because it is what it is. It's for your family. But don't don't follow this stupid bandwagon of buy that, marry the house, date the rate. I if I find the person who made that up, I'm gonna put on like like one of those ski masks. I'm gonna run up and kick him in the face and run away. If you see a YouTube clip of someone doing that, it's, yeah. it's him. Disclaimer: If he has very strong muscular legs and he's wearing shorts, probably me. Look wanna, at the caps. I want to ask you about something that sort of. <laughs> I'm ignoring that we're going to attack this person who made up this slogan. But what about I'm going to fuck that guy up. So it, it sort of feels to me like it's the same kind of thing if you were to take out a an arm, which has a lower interest rate, right? Because you you get that for a certain amount of time, and you're banking on the fact that uh, interest rates will drop, and then you can refi into a 30-year fix. So, or a so just to right? said everyone in 2006. Look, I'm, so I'm, I'm changing. I'm, I'm, my, my, I'm giving you an analogy. My eight and a quarter rate. Is going to six and a quarter, but I'm going from a 30 year fixed at eight and a quarter to a seven one arm at six. So that's what I'm asking. So you are taking the arm. I'm taking the arm. I know there's more risk, but I also know that I make a certain amount of money and that I have ways to pay it off. I took it on too, right? And I I, like at the end of the day, I just took it because it was the easy, it was available to me. We both, guys like us who are taking the arm, we understand that's not the right economic choice. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make the most amount of sense. If the the rate was 3% today, I wouldn't take an arm. I would take a 30 year fixed. And if the rate went to 11 or 12%, Eric and I would pay the nut. It wouldn't affect us, right? But the, not, we're, you're not us. But if my if my mortgage doubled tomorrow, I wouldn't lose my house, right? I'm not reliant on not getting fired. I, I, I can survive it. So I can make these types of decisions to, because I want to live a certain lifestyle or I want something. I'm, I can pay that nut. So Christina says that people are liking the arm. She Remember, if we remember yes. before, she's a loan officer. And two slash one buy down. She's saying they're buying down. That's another thing, right? This is so dumb to buy down the rate. That's again, people are just stupid. So it was very creative. I had a lot of agents being like, pitched me. Oh, he did Uh, the buy down guys as, Uh, as loan officers. uh, Yeah, this is, I'm not criticizing you. It's your job to sell a product and you have to sell that product to people. And it's, if you can figure out creative ways to do that, God bless you. That's literally your job. I'm not hating on you, but buying down the rate. I think she's trying to help people get into the home and get their people. The people's dream is to get a home. Yeah. Of course she's trying to help people get in the home because if it doesn't close, she doesn't get paid, but that's okay. That's your job. But it's right. It's your job to help people get into homes. Please. It doesn't, they're not, just because someone gets paid for something, Thing doesn't mean that it's not a good thing inside. It doesn't mean that they're not being good people. Yes, Nima. You're right. You know, I'm going to go to a monastery. I'm just going to pray <laughs> and be like, oh, my soul, $200 million in subprime mortgages. Christina, I think you're a great person. And I will. I don't care what industry it is. I will never fault someone for doing their best mm-hmm. to make money. Dude, this is your life. You're not here. You're not Jesus Christ. You're not Muhammad. You're not um, Abraham, right? You're not Moses. You're not, you weren't put on this earth. How like do we Buddha, know? Whatever. Who is? You, you, I, Okay, we'll take the assumption she's not. <laughs> you're not put on this earth whose your sole purpose is to take on everyone else's issues and, and, and be a godsend. You're, you got to eat. And yes. to eat, you got to kill. So go do you. Kill, eat, get full. God <laughs> Marry for doing the it. house and date but, the rate is listen, okay for you. But at the end of the day, or. our job here is to speak the truth. And buying down the rates also bullshit. Like they're now saying, oh, pay full asking price, but you get a concession to buy your rate down. What the fuck? 
You're just paying the same money in advance. Like they factored all that right. in. It's and, the same and shit. Christina says that she actually puts payments. people into fixed. But you didn't you didn't answer my question. Should people be looking at arms rather than prescribing to this marry the house date the rate? And it's basically the same thing, but it depends. It in my it it depends on your circumstance. If you know that you're let's say you're a doctor and you just started and you know your salary is gonna grow and you're set at a big hospital that's not changing, I think an arm is okay for someone like that. If it's if you're in a situation where you are just going to rely on hoping that the rate is going to drop in seven years, and as Nima pointed out, it may not drop in seven years. It may go up. So maybe in that scenario, you go with the 30-year fixed. And if you can't afford the payment at that 30-year fixed, then maybe you shouldn't be buying that, that house. Yeah, guys, the, the usually the arm and the fixed are not that far off. Really? Where if the spread, you know, it really should be negligible. It's more of a like couple bucks here and there, maybe a point. It's not that different, right? So if you're going to do that, for me, you know, to Eric's point, it kind of depends on what you want to do with your life. And also, usually when you have an arm, and actually Eric educated me on this, you usually have a cap. So when that seven years expires, it's not like they just they can whack you with whatever. There's, oh, they can. There's limitations on how high they it's can. Called raise basis the rate. points. They usually have a certain amount of basis points, like 100 or 200 and 250, and they add that onto whatever. Um, what like usually it's the federal home lending prime bank rate, or yeah. prime rate or whatever whatever factor they're using as their basis and then so if it would be let's say they're saying the rate is four percent as that factor if they're adding 200 basis points then that rate for you would be six percent so yeah. so it's not going to go up it's not going to go from eight and a quarter or let's say i do this seven one arm at six and a quarter i think it's a 200 basis point so you go to so eight and a quarter. I, well, I, well, it depends because if whatever basis rate they're using mm. jump to eight, then I would go to ten potentially. Got it. So. Yeah, and that, that all depends also on your life. Like we don't have enough data here to tell you what the right financial decision is at that point. Probably talk to a financial advisor would be smart. Yes, but again, guys, when you're talking to people like Eric and I, if someone turned around and whacked us and said your rates now jump at eighteen percent, we have the means to pay our mortgages off. Right, like we'll never be in a position where we're going to be like gun to our head. Like we'll figure it out. Like right. even if we got to sell another asset, like we are in the position where we can always make the right economic decision and never, never lose our shirts. However, we didn't start there. No, we had to get there. So it took me twenty years to get to where I am. No, so. and, and Eric and I are also yeah. very different in the sense where um, Eric, you know, Eric does things the right way in terms of leverage. He 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 utilizes leverage. I'm very very leverage averse. Right. I'm like most of my stuff is owned outright. Like mm -hmm. I'm very, very leverage averse. Eric knows this, right? Yep. Like I mm -hmm. the idea of monthly mortgage payments freaks me out. I hate I pay more in car payments than I do in mortgage. And that's why his argument earlier was based on not having <clears throat> mortgages. And for him, all that interest was all real because he <laughs> cared about what his 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 debt was. For other people or for me, I'm more about the cash flow because I'm more about if if I can uh, make $10,000 a month off of a rental property. I don't really care so much as, as long as it debt services, I don't care what, what the difference is. I care about the 10,000. He's looking at what's that big chunk of what I owe. I don't always look at it that way. Yeah. So it really depends on very different who you are and what your strategy is and where you need to be and where your comfort level is. and what your comfort level is. And also your risk factor. Like, uh, you know, if you're much older and you have a bunch of kids to take care of, you know, maybe you can't have that same risk. If you're young, and you don't have any kids yet, wall, right. go for it. That's what I did. Yeah. What 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 kind of advice would you give to someone who bought during, let's say they bought during 2020, 2021, when the rates were just super low, 
And now they're like, I don't want this house. I shouldn't be there. But now I don't want to leave this house because, mm. hey, my my rates are super low. Why so I'm going to I'm gonna answer that question. Again, it's about your cash flow. If you can afford a payment, whatever you're paying it on, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. I, w- I would just make sure that, that I can make that out. payment. I have a, a situation similar to what you're talking about. One of my close family friends live in a townhouse. And it was a beautiful townhouse. And they came to me and they said, we can't afford the mortgage anymore uh, because we want to retire. And we're talking about their mortgage was like $3,400 a month. And I'm like, you can't even rent a two-bedroom in any right. area like this for less than $2,400. i am like, let's go and refi. They were on a 15-year mortgage. They had like <laughs> three years left. Oh, wow. I'm like, let's take that mortgage and refi it into a 30-year fixed we're not going to pull any money out. We're just going to take what it is. We dropped their payments by a thousand dollars. So Nima would never do that because he's like, "Oh my God, I just killed and I owe all this extra money." But for these people, it was about staying in their house and being comfortable. Now, for the next thirty years, they're going to be able to pay twenty four hundred dollars a month, which is what a, a rental would cost. So it makes total sense for them. They don't ever have to worry or have to go anywhere because it's not about that chunk of money in the back. Whereas for someone like Nima, where he doesn't like to pay interest, that's that was a big would be a big deal for him. Yeah, guys. So a lot of people look at it like, okay, well, if I can borrow money at three percent and make eleven, why don't I use that money? That that's I'm not criticizing that way of doing business because it's actually a good way of doing business, and it made a lot of people very wealthy. Um, so I I can acknowledge when things are good, but I for me again it's just being risk averse. And I'm sorry I'm looking at my phone, everyone. I'm looking for an article that I sent to to the group, and the article was actually a statistic about uh, buyer's remorse. Do you guys remember that number? I do. I don't remember what. I don't remember. <clears throat> they, they, there was an actual percent. Remember the the. Um, there's a percentage basis where they said that it was surprisingly high. Like it was over 25 percent of people who bought a house during. Um, the last COVID. two years, yeah, actually regretted the purchase of that home, really? right? Because a lot of people... And it wasn't the watcher? So CNBC no. says that throughout the the um, pandemic, yeah. uh, 72% of recent home buyers have regrets about their purchase. Yeah. Now, this is just me Googling really quickly. And I think that was the I article see. I sent, right? Mm-hmm. Because so guys, they panic bought because they needed to get yeah, out of their or city a lot, or whatever. A lot of people were like, everyone yeah. kept thinking it was going to keep running up and inflation. is a big number. Yeah, a lot of people forget, went a lot of inspection issues and they're sitting there and they're like, I'll keep going. And they're like... Fuck, I'll keep going. And they're, they're, they're like, you know, these people are basically sitting there and they're in a position where they're like, you know, maybe this wasn't a right deal. Maybe there's buyer's remorse. But, you know, you can't get out because the equity is not there anymore, guys. Like, this is what happens. We say on this podcast all the time, you make your money on the buy, high economy, low economy, right? And you can't get liquid. And, and it, it, when you're in those scenarios, you're, you're stuck, like it is what it is. Move on. It's unfortunate that one of the largest purchases in your life is a home. home. So it's not something like, oh man, I, I made a bad investment. Like, all right, I bought I bought a classic car. I spent like forty grand on it. I'm like, shit sucks. I don't want it anymore. It takes me a minute to get out of it. I lost forty grand. Sure. All right, I'm not gonna cry. House is more difficult. Like, right? You're talking about mil- some people million plus dollar purchase. Like that's your entire life savings. You can't just liquidate. And if you do, it's at a loss. And it, some of you can't rebuild off that loss. What wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Huh. To what he just said, mm-hmm. the three most important words in the three most important words in real estate are location, location, location. So everything he just, just said, no, everything he I'm said, everything he <laughs> just said is based on location, location, location. So right. he's telling you that you're not going to have the equity in your house because the price is going to drop. 
that's probably true, and I'm making this up for 90% of the market or 80% of the market, but there are still towns yeah. and areas that are super, super strong. So I can tell you right now, Bergen County, New Jersey, the, the home price prices are still rising even with the high interest rates. So here, you're not going to, in most cases, if you have a, a, a home that's marketable, you won't have that issue. And so what if guys, your home appraised for more when you bought it? Let's talk about those bullshit appraisals. Let's talk about Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. it's, it's reality. They, your appraisals are at that time, comps from that year. So it, it was a very unique circumstance. Guys, we've been in this game for a long time. No yes. one has seen what happened in the last couple of years. It'll probably never happen again. Mm -hmm. So look, LA. This is a news article. I like to take these screenshots and you know, I read I read up on this stuff every day. Coming in at number four on the list of declines, 23% of people polled believe Los Angeles is the city most likely to see house prices drop. As of October, the median listing home price in LA was 999000 at $649 per square foot, up 5.2% year over year. The median home sold price was 915000 with homes selling after a median 62 days on the market. Already, and we guys, the bloodbath hasn't started. Prices have decreased slightly since July, down from a median price listing of one million at six fifty four per square foot. But the prices can be especially be, but the prices can especially be seen in the median sale price in LA, down from nine forty eight in the summer, and homes are lingering in the market for nearly two weeks longer compared to forty nine days in July. So, guys, LA is location, location, location. These hey. are like the biggest cities in the country that everybody wants to live in, and you're going to see, and it's estimated twenty percent drops. So, I, I told everyone this: if you watch our podcast alerts, that uh, who was it? UBS comes out with a, a list that they study. Uh, cities around the world that are going to collapse or they have the, the, the hardest falls. And a lot of these are major cities in great locations. Bergen County, guys, is going to hit the shit too. Why? Because when New York stops making money, when people lose their jobs in the city, then guess what? We live in one of the most expensive areas in the country to live in. Very when people can't true. afford, they leave. When they leave, the house prices sell. When someone needs to sell quickly, they sell lower. When one person sells lower, the market drops. We are. But I feel like we're depressing demand. everyone. Be depressed. No, Guys, let's, I like to... Be depressed. If you're not depressed, you're stupid. If you're not scared right now of what's going to happen, you're dumb. Because you need to be real. And in order to make money, you have to be real with yourself. You have to be real with the market. Then you'll succeed because you'll yes. capitalize off of reality. You don't need to be scared, but you should yeah. be real. You should be paying attention to all of the different comments and all of the different thought processes. Don't you know, put lipstick on a pig. He's not people. right all the time. I'm not right no, all the time. Noel, Noel, we know, is always right. But you, you have to make it work for you and you have to put the pieces together that work you for you. You are the Care Bear with the grumpy... I have a grumpy wow. Nobody, even, a grumpy nobody even knows what a Care Bear is. Anymore. Everyone okay, knows what a Care Bear is, and he's the one with the with the cloud over top. Guys, of it. I'm just being real. If all of you think that somehow there's a really creative way to keep this market alive, the Fed is saying to you, I'm going to destroy this industry. One of the most powerful organizations in the world is saying, I'm going to destroy this industry. But listen to the mortgage broker or the real estate agent who got their license eight months ago and who has an Instagram and uses a filter so they look pretty and says, <laughs> buy the house, rent the rate, blah, blah, blah. Or marry the house. Marry the house, rent the rate. Listen to my financial advice. No asshole. No one wants to listen to your advice because it's bad. When the Fed comes out and says, I'm going to destroy this industry, okay, nobody cares what you say on your Instagram account. When the Fed, they're going to keep on raising interest rates to spike, to basically spike a recession, right? And then they'll start dropping interest rates. Am I correct? So they can beat inflation. 
that's a goal. Now, what if yeah. inflation doesn't get beat? Yeah. So I don't know, but I'm saying the 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 theory is that there. And we, I'm I'm putting a, a, a some sort of sunshine on this. There's no sunshine. But there the is Fed, always sunshine. But the yeah. Fed keeps on raising Tsunami interest ends. rates. One point the water will go back to, to actually ignite a recession. When they ignite a recession, that's going to help counter inflation, they're, and then they'll start dropping them they're, again. They're not trying to ignite a recession. What they're trying to do is they're trying to curb inflation, yes. which otherwise ignites a recession. Because yes. if okay. you listen, the politicians will tell you we're not in a recession. Nobody wants a recession, right? So the recession, by definition, is almost a halt in the growth of the economy. Correct. We want the economy to continue to grow, but we want to curb in inflation, which is the spike in prices. And guys, my honest opinion, inflation was created by the major groups that nobody did shit about for years, like shipping and other things, who controlled the market, the meat people. Biden touched on it, and then all of a sudden he went zip, right? These guys just rode up prices so they could cash out and live like a king. And at the end of the day, they rose the price of everything, and that caused a rise in inflation, Right, and it was, and why else do you think we have inflation? We printed trillions of dollars. We just printed. Yeah. We made everyone in America rich. If you had a pulse, money. you were able to yeah. get money, money during COVID. And guess what? That was a failed social experiment because if you don't earn your money, you're not responsible with it. And I don't Agreed. care what anybody says. We made the social experiment of make this the wealthiest country in the world. We printed trillions of dollars, and everybody got a piece. And 98% of you are in a shittier place than you were back then because you misused it, you misapplied it, you bought depreciating assets that you thought were appreciating, you invested in nonsense things like Dogecoin, which has a greater market cap than the entire US economy and somehow felt that they was controllable. This was a failed social experiment. Everyone does not deserve to have money. Money is something that must be scarce. It must be earned. Everyone deserves to have a life. Everyone deserves to eat. Everyone deserves a roof over their head. And it's our government's obligation at a bare minimum to provide those necessities, not give everybody free money because people will not be equally responsible with that money. So I Good do point. know there was a person, there was a person that I knew. He's dropping his mic. <laughs> Don't drop the mic. <laughs> there's a person I that I know, and you're right. There's a person that I know that had a, a LLC just in name. She had gotten an LLC. Don't she, say that name. Just gonna so come I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to. Everyone, know, everyone knows this person. But just so she could get free money. There's she a lot got, of people. She got there's a, a lot big of grant. She got 10 grand. Can I ask you a question? What did she do with that money? I don't know. I know she treated me to lunch once. Okay. No. <laughs> the reality is, no hating on this that person. expensive lunch. But did they take that 10 and make it into 50? No, they did not. That 10's gone. Yes, it is. Right? Right? It is. And guys, that 10, and for the millions of people who did that, who got 30, 40, 50, they went and they didn't respect that. And they spent, they overpaid yeah. for things. And then other people yeah. were forced then to overpay for things because they wanted it and needed it. Yeah. Right? So it devalued money. Money lost its value because it was so easy to get. Guys, if basic knowledge is, Things that are hard to get have a greater value, yes. right? Why do why do people keep diamonds in a safe somewhere so nobody has access to them? So then, you know, we're they control the market. When you when you when you open the floodgates to money and it's no longer controlled. So no to diamonds. I, I think diamonds are a stupid investment, but yeah. When, so when do it, I actually? Yeah, look. I, I, my wife the biggest thing. To hear that. Hey, listen, no, listen. The biggest thing is when I got my divorce. And I went, I sold my diamond. And what and did I you do with that money? Pay for my lawyer. She found but, out it was tubing zirconia. But, <laughs> she knocked that guy out. <laughs> but no, but it wasn't, I didn't get back 
not even a fraction of what oh, he paid for. Guys, it was really sad. Guys, are you know the best is people, it really sad. it's all, all these old mortgage brokers and real estate agents, not all of them. Some of them are now into selling commodities. They're calling me being like, you should buy silver. Silver's gonna skyrocket. Shut the hell up. Delete my God. You had number. a mortgage person call you to do that? Everyone's changing industries. Yeah, now. crazy. Mm. It's crazy. What should we tell our students? You should tell your students. What should we tell the new real estate agents out there that are listening? What should Welcome we to life. Do not be like, do not leave an industry because it's a bad time. Because at the end of the day, no matter what industry you're in, uh -huh. it will be good and it will be bad. Yes. This is a career. It is not a novelty. For all these people who took this Thank as a Thank you. Who, That's who, really good. It's a reality. Yes. For people who took this as a part-time, as like a quick gig to make quick money and saturated the market, they're not going to survive this. Right? So don't worry about the market being saturated. If you want this as a career, if you're studying because you recognize that this is cyclical and when times are good, you can make in a lot of money. And when times are bad, you have to find other ways, but you can still make money. You can still make a lot of Just money. Just like every other industry. There is no industry that's 100% always going to work and make money. It just doesn't exist, right? It just doesn't. Uh, this is this is a like everything else. It is a profession. It is a career. You're entering into a career at a downtime, which means that guess what? Just look for buyers instead of sellers because mm -hmm. buyers are still looking. Negotiate for those buyers. You have a lot of people looking to buy depressed properties right now because people will unload. Yeah. I just unloaded a property at a loss. I just want to get rid of it. Right? There's still people out there. There are deals to be had. I, Mr. Deal, 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 I gave somebody else a good deal because ending a bad deal for me is a good deal. Yeah. Right? I see the world differently. I'm not like, I'm going to hold this because tomorrow it'll be better. No, it's not. Every day I lose money. I'm not going to wait it out till it's better because that money's lost. Yeah. Every day that goes by, yesterday's money's gone. Mm -hmm. So cutting your loss is a win. And there's going to be a lot of people out there like that. And there's going to be opportunities for you guys to buy vacation homes, second homes, yeah. things like that. So I, I met some great people. I go to Miami a lot, right? And I, I wanted to buy a place in Miami. I, I was in contract on the podcast. I was out in the podcast. And I said, this is not the right time. And I met a lot of people who were like, this is great. This is great. Miami's amazing. I'm going to Airbnb it during Art Basel, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah. Look, the numbers at the time meant sense. Everyone kept telling me, do it, do it, do it, Airbnb. I'm like, you know what? I don't trust Airbnb. And you didn't do it. No, you because in my I mind, remember. in my I mind, if I have a lease, there. if I have a lease contract and I know every month you're obligated to pay me rent, I'm good. I know my yep. nut. I know what it's going to be. stressful. No, but if it, I have to rely on Airbnb, which means I have to rely on it being it's a, a whole job. Airbnb is a it whole really job. is. Take the job out of yeah. it. There's no guarantee beyond a day or two. Yeah. You could have an empty month. Right. So why, why one month you can kill it. Listen, if the economy sucks and people have no money, they stop going on vacation. Your Airbnb no longer is an Airbnb. So when you built your numbers out of 30,000 a month revenue because of Airbnb and you don't and it stops, yeah. you're fucked because you overpaid for a place. And now that place is going to get fire sold because guess what? These big buildings, they're dues come due. They become liens. They I'd foreclose quick. I have an Airbnb expert on this on this show so we can talk about Airbnb because so a lot thing. of. As an we Airbnb, have, we, have, we have tons of people that we can bring in. But the, I would love to. Do we have that. tons of people who have done Airbnb, but who's an Airbnb expert? Because Airbnb has never seen bad times. Not they yet. haven't. Didn't they cancel Airbnb in Jersey City, New Jersey? Well, there there are towns there are towns that will zone it out because yeah. they don't want transient yep. people, right? Because right? people are using it for drug purposes, like whorehouses, things yeah. like that. But you know. <laughs> It's reality. That's why. That's where the phrase "married <laughs> no, no, the but, house and beat the rain came from." But, 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 but you know, they, they want to control, yeah. and they have the right to do that. But yeah. no one has seen 
Airbnb collapsed because the economies collapsed. Airbnb didn't really, I don't think it existed in 08, did it? And if it did, it wasn't as prevalent, right? It wasn't prevalent. So Airbnb is never, there is no one that has the data to explain what will happen to an industry that is driven by people's desire to vacation and to use other people's homes in transient periods of time when that stops. So know where your cash flow is coming from. If it's coming from an Airbnb situation, maybe don't buy it. Don't get into that marry the house, date the rate scenario because... The cash flow could stop tomorrow. You don't need, guys, you don't need to have every deal. You don't, don't have FOMO. Everyone has, in the last couple of years, fear of missing out. So they made bad deals because they were so concerned that they were missing out that they thought, let me just get in on this deal so I don't miss out. And because you're the people who lose money. You're the people who also cost other people money because you make bad decisions. And bad decisions have a rippling effect for everybody around you. When you buy a house that's overpriced, mm-hmm. you're screwing up the comps for everybody else, right? You're hurting the entire industry. When you rent your places too cheap, when you blow your all your bad decisions affect other people. So don't be selfish because you're stupid. So just as in marriage, in a real marriage, you're picking out who you're going to marry, and you're going to decide whether or not you stay married for ten years, twenty years, sixty, or whatever, whatever you're going to do. Same thing with houses. You can marry that house. You can date that rate. Just know what your back end strategy is. Right. Know if you base it, base things on cash flow. Know if you don't like to carry debt. Just understand what it is you want to do. Have I convinced both of you that marry your house date your rate is a stupid saying? I don't care what the rate would have been. Well, I do. If I couldn't, if we couldn't have afforded it, but I would have gotten that. I love my house. I love that where my kids are going. I love. So you're not dating your rate because you I'm don't not, care about your rate. Exactly. It's not even in the relationship. No, but I am. I'm, so you I'm, married your house. I married my house and I'm in a happy cares. marriage. So the slogan doesn't Her apply. Her fiance cares about what the, uh, yeah, what the rate does, is. So the slogan doesn't apply to you. No. So do, do you believe in the slogan in its entirety? Marry the house, date the rate. After what we've talked about, do you think I didn't the- believe in it before. I believe that if you want a house and you can afford it, and it's going to make your life better. I don't believe in putting my life on hold. I want, that, I want that to live my life. That has nothing to do with the rate. Yes. That, right. So it has nothing to do with the so rate. I believe in marry the house, date the rate, providing you understand what it means and providing you have the means to do it via your proper cash flow. If you don't have a proper cash flow and you don't understand what your debt service is going to be and you don't understand how much money you make and if you have a job that is not secure, then you shouldn't marry the house and date the rate. First of all, I don't think you should be cheating on your house with the rate. <laughs> I mean, why has nobody talked about but that? You don't, you, don't, you don't think that refining is a good idea in most situations. He didn't say that. No, I, I didn't say that. But no, but you're saying that you're paying on your principal and you're paying on your on your interest rate first. So even if you refi down the line, you did those six years. You remember you if you're going from years? 8% to 3%, hell yeah, refi. Okay. Well, Nima, but he's just saying there's, so, so, many, there's so many semantics where people move money around mm-hmm. and they... They put it from one pocket to the other, and these the, the mortgage companies or the banks, they give you all these different ways to get in. He, what he's saying is the money is still being spent regardless. Correct. So let me and give just you, make sure you know where it is mm, and what's happening. Christina agrees. Let me yeah. give you another example, right? So why when would a refi be appropriate? If you drop from 8% to 3%, but you continue making that same monthly payment as though when you're at 8%. Because even uh, though you've now extended the life of your loan and you have a lot of interest up front, every month that extra nut you're paying will yeah. pay down principal, which will in effect metrically reduce the net interest you're paying mm-hmm. and you'll actually pay your loan off in like 10 years. Yeah. So you'll that be in a better sense. position. That it's math, sense. guys. So everything, just take it and do the actual math. Don't look at it like in a one-year, two-year context. Roll out your mathematics over the course of 30 years and figure out where do the numbers actually lie on that decision. But the slogan, marry the house and date the rate is so simple 
and so stupid that who honestly so, someone should hit the guy who wrote it with a car. I think I think it needs to be a longer slogan like marry the house, date the rate, but you need to get approval from you know the rabbi, the minister, and a bunch of other people beforehand. Buddha, bro, That's and fun. Buddha. So really, just know what you're getting into. There's so many opportunities out there. Don't get scared by anything. Just get educated. Know about your cash flow. Any other comments? Nope. Uh, wait. Ah, Christina says math. Numbers don't lie. That's what he says. Oh, well, guys, honestly, most of you suck at math. <laughs> because our culture in America, right, does not respect math. We would rather be worried about things like social justice and humanities. Like that's more of a pressing, I'm going politics here. It's more of a pressing concern for people than math. The election was yesterday. It's not even election. Guys, I noticed this in my profession. I noticed when talking to people, we suck. When I went to engineering school, there are very few Americans. A lot of kids were foreign students, right? Because we just, for us, math is like, whatever, just put it on a calculator. Who needs Which math? Which engineering school did you go to? I went to Stevens Institute of Technology. Brenny, wants, my son wants to go to MIT. Nice. Very yeah, good school. That's huge. awesome. On that note, that we'd love for you to subscribe, Noel. <laughs> okay, guys, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Learn your math. It's very important because really the world does revolve around math. And I'm even horrible if, at math. And tell us below in the comments if you do know how to do math. Right. And tell us what you think we should add to marry the house and date the rate. Or come up with your own slogan and we'll do a podcast on that slogan. Let us know. And guys, get a financial advisor if you can't do math. Like don't at your age, like if you don't want to go learn math, don't I have go, a great accountant for you. Yeah, go find a financial advisor. Where can they find us? You don't need to be a millionaire. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, YouTube. You can find us everywhere. You can join us at recareercenter.com and you can drop us a line at info at recareercenter.com. So thank you guys. What do you have to say? What do I have to say? Tomorrow, big day, we're groundbreaking. We're doing a groundbreaking on our 24-unit apartment building. <gasps> so we are going to be uh, documenting that. We have an um, actual class coming out on development uh, in the future. The so development class tuned. is going to be amazing. And you can find us on our Instagram, which is uh, real estate in JNY. And I think we're live streaming. We're live streaming the groundbreaking. And then there's an after party. And we're going to shovel dirt. We're going to throw it at Nima. So it's going to be fun. If you visualize <laughs> oh it, you can own it. See They're you about to get Instagram. Bye, guys. <laughs>